The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. In the past year, I've never seen so many burned out healthcare workers. More than half have experienced high levels of burnout. Others report complete emotional fatigue and exhaustion. That's the opening line of a column in The Echo by a psychologist, Dr. Gillian Moore-Groak. Gillian, that sounds like there's a lot of people coming to you who are at the end of their tether. Good morning. Good morning, GPJ. Um, indeed, um, I suppose... Really, um, way back in April, um, PJ, in uh, 2020, probably a month after the the lockdown here, I suppose, really, I put out an article in the examiner really stressing the importance of the need for professional help um, being paramount for frontline workers. Because even as early as the first couple of weeks after the extensive lockdown here, we could see that we were getting more and more calls from people right across the medical profession um, really, really struggling um, and presenting with early signs of burnout. And obviously then as the months have gone by, the level of burnout has grown exponentially. And um, really, I suppose it's it's from physicians, from nurses, social care workers, people working in the hospital as porters, administrative staff, right across the board. Um, and more and more of them are presenting day by day into our clinic looking for help. And we're trying to support as many of them as possible because really, I suppose, you know, they've gone through the various stages of burnout, really. Um, probably in the early stages, we saw kind of the initial onset of the stress, finding a lot of days very, very difficult. They were unable to focus. They were struggling with their sleep. There was a lot of anxiety, a lot of fatigue. Then that onset of initial stress became very chronic for so many professionals. Then we had the burnout and then we had the habitual burnout where many of them really had to take some time out just due to that chronic mental and physical fatigue. Can I ask you about the term burnout? Because we all know what it is to be exhausted after a few very heavy weeks and you need a few days off. You need to get away, get down, walk by the sea. Just the sheer joy of doing nothing except maybe reading a book for a couple of days and you'll be fine. Burnout's different. Burnout is is extremely difficult. I mean, it's a term that's around since the 1970s um, by um, a gentleman called Herbert Friedenberg. And we we all became familiar in the 60s kind of um, with the term post-traumatic stress. And Mm. then a decade later, the term burnout followed. And burnout really, I suppose, literally is something that affects our whole quality of life. And there are different aspects to it. I suppose really the first thing that I should say is that really it affects the whole physicality in the sense that you're having difficulty sleeping. I see many people every day in the clinic that aren't sleeping, they're not eating, they have literally no time to self-care because they're working extra long hours. Even, you know, I'm sure many of the listeners this morning, those that are not necessarily working in healthcare but that are working from home would agree when I say that most people are putting in many, many more hours than they usually would if they were in an office or in the healthcare environment. So there's huge exhaustion People are very, very apathetic. People are very cynical. Um, They're actually suffering from physical illness and literally they cannot function because so many of them really have been exposed to very, very difficult situations. Mm -hmm. If you look at most frontline workers, they have been exposed to very severe psychological stress. They are constantly seeing life and death situations and they have they see the pain of losing patients. 
they also experience losing several colleagues. But what we're finding is more and more healthcare workers are opting to retire early. Um, there's increased risk of infection for not just themselves, but also for their families. And this, again, we're finding, PJ, is higher within the ICU units yeah. around the country. Um, there's a significant rate of depression. Um, we have had patients present with some suicidal ideation. Um, we have had people sort of very af afraid that there's going to be increased medical errors. Um, some have turned to overeating. Some have turned to alcohol abuse. Um, so it is very, very difficult out there on the front line. Yeah. Well, it is. It is indeed. And you write in the same piece about another issue is that many professionals and look everyone's stressed at the moment but there's Absolutely. there's abuse on the front line as well verbal abuse well you see the problem is i suppose really with so many people um becoming infected really um there isn't the same amount of staff available and even you know we encourage people to go and talk to their line managers but many many people's hands are tied in the sense that you know maybe somebody tests positive the evening before and it's very very difficult uh, currently to get a replacement so everywhere the staff are 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 down really i mean one of the recent recent uh, studies um, which was carried out in UCC recently highlighted that three, in four, three out of four people in the country in two of the biggest ED departments are suffering from burnout. And they broke that down and they saw that 81% of those were in St. James's Hospital in Dublin and here in Cork, 67% in CUH were reporting burnout. Wow. So that's a very, very significant um, factor, really. And I mean, the challenges that every healthcare worker faces Faces every day really are, you know, should I quit my job? Can I can I continue to work in a very, very stressful environment? And despite how much you say to them in terms of maybe tightening your boundaries, there is that sense of caring that we, we all try to give. Mm. To, uh, we go into work every day to do our best for people. And, you know, we all start off um, as young 20-odd-year-olds with that sense of the honeymoon stage of burnout. We are enthusiastic. Mm. We experience a high level of job satisfaction um, and we give as much compassion and care as we possibly can. And if you continue to work then in a very, very stressful environment, you add a pandemic into the equation, you then find that so many uh, healthcare workers are suffering from compassion fatigue and with very little time to self-care. Yeah. So what's to be done? Well, what I would say is that, and I, I highlighted this back in April 2020, that really um, line managers need to encourage the workers to go and access their employment assistance program. So most of the HSE have um, an employment assistance program in place where they can access up to six to eight sessions of individual therapeutic support. I would also suggest really that there should be maybe more peer support. Now, certain groups have come to me and said within their own units within the hospital, they do offer peer support um, and whereby they kind of meet as monthly disciplinary teams and just work through any struggles or issues and then somebody maybe reports that to management. Um, 
I mean, this is really, really important that people actually seek out support. The first port of call is always your GP. Um, and I know and I empathise with the stress that GPs are under currently as well. Um, but I think it is important that you go and talk to your GP because some patients will require medication. Some patients will, um, some healthcare workers will need to go and see a psychiatrist because the level of burnout is so profound in many of them. Because I suppose the important thing to say to the listeners this morning, is that if uh, burnout isn't treated, it will ultimately lead to post-traumatic stress over a period of time. I um, spoke to a young nurse, uh, a young Irish uh, ICU nurse on a ward in London in the middle of one of their surges. He was led from Cork and he said to me that he was predicting there and then that at least five of his closest colleagues already had a form of PTSD and it was just going to get worse. That frightened the life out of me. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised, really, in a sense, you know. Um, and it, it, it's it's a little bit like, you know, you go to work every day and and it's a little bit like that, that Greek mythology figure, Sisyphus, that pushes the boulder up the hill every day and it comes crashing down. And every healthcare worker pushes that boulder up the hill every day and it comes crashing down because so many challenges are met. And as I said, really, we have seen higher rates of burnout within the ICU units. And really, as suppose what I would say as well is that if we compare what the Irish budget spends on mental health, the Irish budget um, health budget is about 5% of an investment in mental health and really if you look at that or compare that to the UK or to New Zealand where there's about 12% mm. other countries in Europe I think go as far as 15% and um, hopefully, hopefully um, there has been greater awareness created around mental health issues since the pandemic started in Ireland and I hope that that will be seriously considered within the echelons of the government to look at a greater investment for mental health moving forward. Lastly, I think the message to people listening as well Gillian this morning is if you are dealing with a frontline worker be gentle, they're having it rough. Absolutely and really at the end of the day we're only all human beings and every day we go in and try and do our best. We get it right most of the time we get it wrong occasionally, but to be sensitive around the fact that there is an awful lot of burnout and fatigue out there within the wards, within the healthcare centres, within your local GP's office. And I suppose really we're probably asking a lot of the public to be patient in these very difficult times, but that's the only way really we can move forward. Dr. Gillian Moore-Grork, thank you very much uh, for being with us on the Opinion Line Consultant Psychologist at the Bonds. Quartz 96 FM. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.